Uh, welcome back to the uh, Dungeons and Doofuses podcast, a podcast where a bunch of nerds on Discord uh, just have a lot of fun playing Dungeons and Dragons and possibly any other tabletop RPG in the future. Uh, currently today, uh, Renshu is just here as uh, I'm doing a one-on-one with him due to the fact that he couldn't make it last session, so I want to give him incentive to join the party and whatnot. So this is, uh, I don't know how long this is going to last as it all just comes down to how long Renshu or not how long, how much uh, rent you oh place. Uh, rent you, could you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Renshu. Uh, my character, his backstory was he was just part of a small town and he was training to be a fighter and Unfortunately enough, his town got raided by Drow, and he was enslaved for over a hundred years before finally being allowed to leave, but at the cost of having his hometown uh, destroyed again. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and start reading off what I have written up. Mm. Sorry. <clears throat> Fuck. Okay. Uh, we start off in the capital city of country known as Rosencrantz. Uh, you are currently in a tavern known as the Wispy Willow. There are a pretty decent amount of patrons inside just enjoying their and chatter fills here. What the fuck just pop? Oh. Okay. Uh, chatter does fill your ears. Um, there is a waiter that walks up to you and uh, he asks, can I get you anything to drink, sir? I look up at the waiter and I ask for a cup of wine. Oh, wine. Man, a fine text. All right. And uh, he writes that down on this little notepad he gets and uh, he asks, is there anything else I can get you? Food or anything? A slice of cheese. A slice of cheese. Odd request, but I'm pretty sure we have some. Uh, will that be all for you? Yes, that'll be enough for me. Alright, uh, I will be back with your order, and that will be about... And, like, he kind of stands there, like, kind of... Or he kind of stands there, like, counting on his fingers, and he's like... About 10 gold? Ooh, 10 gold. Like, sorry, not 10 gold, sir. 10 silver pieces. I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah, Heart no, attack. 10, 10, 10 gold's quite a hefty amount, yes. <laughs> yeah. Fine. I reach into my pouch and pull out 10 silver pieces. Uh, yeah, silver pieces. Actually, no. Just one gold coin, and I hand it to him. All right, thank you. I will be back with your food and drink. And uh, they walk away, and they kind of uh, open up a door and they close it behind them. As uh, you open it, though, I uh, do not care about that email. Uh, when he opens it, you can see like some chefs and whatnot uh, doing their thing. And uh, a short while later, uh, about five, ten minutes later, uh, they walk back out with like a glass of wine and a block of cheese just like on a plate and they set it down in front of you and says all right uh enjoy your cheese sir and we not knowing what to say like 
very baffled by the fact that you only order cheese and wine. You, they just kind of walk away. Hmm. Things must have changed in the while I've been gone, as I say, and pull out small knife and start cutting slices of cheese off the block and eat, eating and drinking the wine. Mm. Um. <sighs> sorry. Um. You hear some men uh, a little across the way from you. Like, you're not trying to eavesdrop or anything, but it, you, you just kind of hear it. And they're not too far away from you. And uh, you kind of... You hear them begin uh, talking about uh, the bounty uh, that's been out for this uh, gang leader. And nobody knows what to really do with it and whatnot. (laughs) Alright. I'm going to pause from eating my food and I'm going to walk over with my cup of wine and I'm going to ask them What's this about a bounty? Oh, uh, hello, sir. Uh, were, you, were you eavesdropping on us? No, I just... You were close enough, I could just barely hear you, but... I only caught the bit about a bounty and some bandit. Oh, yeah, no, it's, a it's about this guy named Falcon or whatever. He's, uh... Every, uh freelancer or bounty hunter that's ever taken and always uh, either disappears or their body's found a couple weeks later. Uh, it's been started to consider taboo and nobody begins to take it, but if you want some more information, there's a paper slip on the wall over there. It's, he kind of like points over to a uh, bounty that you see over there. You can't really quite make out what it says. It's a little bit of ways, but um, it, you can. it's like very tattered and torn as you can tell it's been hung up for a while. Alright, thank you for that little bit of information. Have a good day. And I turn around and head back to my table. Okay. Hmm. Um, the men walk up to you and say, wait, 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 were you interested in taking the bounty or something? Yes, I say as I look, turn towards him. I haven't been in this business for a few, for a while now, and I feel like stretching my legs a bit. So this feels like a good way to get test the waters. Well, uh, you know, I'll, you should have all the information over on the piece of paper over there if you need it. But I'm just warning you: most people who take it, just not everyone who's taken it, has just kind of gone missing or has been found dead. So, just saying. Hmm. I'll take note of that, but a couple of upper grounders are nothing for me. Upper grounders? Mm, Sir, are you. You don't look like a dark elf or a dwarf for me. Let's just say I've spent a long time with them. Oh. Well, uh, enjoy your drink and you're he like uh, he like kind of awkwardly looks at your cheese and he's like your cheese <laughs> and shrug and wave goodbye to him and I 
head over to the wall where the notice is and take a look at all the details of the bounty. Um, getting closer, you do see in big bold lettering, uh, bounty for Hellstock gang leader Falcren, dead or alive, pay 2,000 gold, contact captain of the guard, Corlan Golkai. Alright. I'm gonna take note of that, and then I'm going to look for the server that gave me my food, and call him over back to my table as I head over. Uh, as you're walking back to your table, you kind of do spot the server, just like wiping down a, a table kind of around uh, where you were. And he walks over and he's like, uh, can I help you, sir? Do you need anything else? Or was the meal and cheese not satisfactory oh no no it's been fine it's just can you give me something to wrap the cheese up in I'm gonna take it with me as I go need to go speak to the captain of the guard oh well, uh, and it's like kind of like kind of like looks around for a second and then he sees the bounty on the board he's like oh you're taking that one <laughs> good luck Okay, and he walks away and uh, brings back uh, a little, like, uh, piece of, like, parchment paper. And it's like, here, just wrap up your block of cheese in it. Thank you. And I take the parchment and proceed to wrap the cheese up and stow it in my backpack. Finish off my cup of wine, and then I head out the door. Okay, hold on. Are you looking for Jordan's phone? I don't know where that shit went. Uh, like, he tore all his blankets and shit off his bed. He's like basically tore this entire room apart to find it. Like, it's not in here. I mean, hell, I think he went looking for your drawers. Huh? I mean, hell, I think he went looking for your drawers. Just to see. I don't know. Don't forget us here. Can you close the door? Oh, hey, you're back. You've torn this room apart like twice now. I, I know, but it was sitting on my bed. They have to be here. Have you tried looking under your bed? Yeah, I didn't see. I don't know. Has he thought about the pair of pants he was wearing? That's what I asked, yeah. I, I already asked that. No, I was sitting on my bed, I think. Yeah, I asked him that, he said no. Well, then, man, I think it's okay. If it was in the last place I saw it, then it would be somewhere else. No, it's in the bed. So the last place you saw it before the last place you saw it? In, my, in the bathroom. Okay, then go check the bathroom. What the fuck? Has he tried having somebody call it? Yeah, we did, but it, I did, and it just kicked me out of the call, so I thought it was probably turned off. Hmm. Probably not in here. Like, like, have you considered the fact that maybe you picked it up and then walked out? I saw anywhere out there. 
Well, it's not anywhere in here either, clearly. Why would you set it open? Oh, hey, you found it? Where the fuck did you find it? <clears throat> Where'd you find it? You put it in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Oh, yeah. Okay, then. Yep. Bye. What the shit, dude? Okay. Why the fuck would you have your phone in your closet? I don't know. Don't- don't ask me. <laughs> okay, uh, so you did what with the cheese? Sorry. I packaged it up and threw it in my backpack, and then I finished off the wine and proceeded to head out the door of the tavern. Uh, walking out of the tavern, still like stone houses around you, and the sound of chatter and yelling becomes even louder once you walk out due to vendors at their market styles and whatnot. Alright, I'm going to... Actually... Um... Yeah. Is there like a guard nearby doing a patrol? They're like everywhere, so like just <laughs> ask who you need to. Alright, well I'm going to approach one of the guards then and ask him to point me in the direction of the captain so that I can take on the bounty. Oh, uh, you're going to want to find him in the barracks. Uh, you, it's, you're basically just going to walk down uh, to the Sleeping Giant uh, Inn and then take a left and then just walk all the way uh, and just keep walking until you come across a uh, building uh, that says barracks on it. Alright, fair enough. Have a good day, lad. You too, And I turn off and... So I begin to make my way down to the barracks as the guard instructed. Uh, you walk up to the barracks and are greeted by two guards. And one stops you. What's your business here? We weren't expecting visitors. Well, you're probably going to be... Seeing me a lot more soon. I'm here for the bounty. Uh, which one? We have quite a few bounties. The bounty. And he kind of like stares at you for a second, and then you kind of you kind of see him like mentally click it. And he's like, "Oh, hear about that bounty? <laughs> Good luck. You're gonna need it." And he like opens up the door for you, and he says, "Uh, just." Go down the hall and take the first door on the right. Alright. And I proceed in and head towards the door. Um, yeah, so do you walk in? Or do you like open it and walk in? I knock on the door. He says, come in! I then proceed to enter the door and look around the room before addressing the captain. Uh, you walk into like, what looks like to be an office. Uh, there, a, there are a couple of cabinets uh, scattered about, but uh, otherwise you see uh, a man who you assume to be Corlin Goldkind uh, sitting behind a desk doing some paperwork, and he looks up at you. Can I help you? I am here for the bounty. Uh, uh, so you're after that one? Yeah, yeah, hold on, give me a second. And, uh, he gets up and, uh, walks over to one of the cabinets and he grabs a box marked Baron Order Bounties. 
he sits back down and like opens up the box and begins picking through uh, some of the papers until he pulls out one. Here. He slides the paper towards you. Is it the same one as the one that was posted in the tavern? No. I politely slide the bounty back towards him as I no. I mean the bounty for the bandit leader. Yes, this is for the bandit leader. It's just oh, read it. Oh. Alright. I slide it back and look at it. Uh reading it, you get some pretty basic information on the guy you're gonna be looking for. Uh He's got, like, this signature uh, hook cane. Uh, he's about 6'3". And he's got a uh, signature two-piece uh, suit with, like, a hood on it with, like, some red lining on the inside of it. Uh, and the Cor- uh, Corlin uh, kind of snaps in your face, and he's like, you done reading that? Yeah, I think I got an idea of who I'm looking for now. Well, Valkyrie's been exporting, uh, extorting uh, smaller talents for money and raising any who defend him or defy him. He's become a real problem, but we can't get anyone out to help because of the significant increase in marauder activity. So we've been trying to get freelancers to help, but no one's come back. Presumably killed, but... I mean, one can hope. Maybe they just dropped out. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. Um... If uh, if you want a place to go start, uh, we have one of the Hell's Dogs, which is the gang he leads, uh, captured in the dungeon. I would suggest starting there. Uh, if you want, I can write you out a official uh, letter of notice allowing you to get to him. Yeah, hey, give me one second. I got a door locking. Yeah, good. your message until just now that's fine I was reading a letter while I was waiting (sighs) yeah sorry I wasn't editing anything I'm just uh, I'm I'm gonna edit it once it's all done alright I can't what sucks about this is that it's gonna be harder to add in any background music now that it's segments hmm it's fine, but you know, it's gonna be a little jarring because, like, at the beginning of every recording, the music will like play for a minute before anyone actually starts talking. Hmm. So, I'm sorry, I was just watching Wilbur too. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, right before you had to zip out, uh. Corlin basically said, "All right, hold on. Let me write. Out, let me write you out an official letter or document saying that you can go visit this uh, person." All right. Um, he leans down and pulls out a blank piece of parchment paper and dips a feather into an inkwell, and he begins writing on it and hands you it. All right. I take the letter and read it over before putting it into my jacket pocket. Uh, reading it says, the holder of this document has free reign to the prisoner known as John Doe, signed Captain 
uh, Corlin Goldkind, and it also has an official uh, like stamp on it. All right. Now we look at the uh, Corlin and ask, so which way is the prison from here? <sighs> um. You're gonna to want to take it to the dungeons and sh- uh, show it to the guards. Uh, they should take you to the cell, and the dungeons are on the uh, left side of the keep. Like uh, right as you go to the stairs that'll lead you to the main entrance to the keep, uh, there will be a little uh, stairwell down to the left that should lead you uh, to a door, and that'll be the dungeons. All right. Well, I shall make my way there then. Have a good day, sir. You too. And good luck. This is... I mean, I hope to see you back, but... Can't really expect anything. Can we? (laughs) I I shrug and head out the door and follow the instructions he gave me. Uh, yeah, so... Um... Before you walk out, uh, Captain Corland says, Hey, I would suggest proceeding with caution, whether you have luck or not. Valkyrie is a normal thug. He's ruthless and violent. Like, unnaturally violent. Don't take him lightly. I've been dealing with violent people my whole life. Uh, he shouldn't be nothing to me. Okay. Well, see ya. Okay, so you're gonna walk to the dungeon. Yep. Uh, so walking down the stairs, uh, you you kind of walk up to like a metal, uh, like thick door, and I proceed then to knock loudly on the door. Um, not a moment later, you see a guard like slide open a little like uh. Hatch that lets him look through the door and he says, Can I help you? I reach into my jacket and pull out the writ that uh, Captain gave me and say, I'm here to interrogate the the bandit. <sighs> oh, you mean John Doe? Yeah. Yeah, uh, okay, hold on. And he kind of slides it back and you hear a couple things uh, you hear like some sliding metal and like a couple different locks as he like slowly pulls open the door and he's like here you can give me a second and he kind of he walks over to a uh, some keys that are like hanging on a wall and he grabs them and he says let's go alright so I go and follow the guard <laughs> yeah um Following him, you walk by multiple other cells and down a set of stairs until you stop in front of uh, one cell. Um, this guy is an odd case. Turned himself in. Said he didn't. Need, said he needed to repay the debt to society or something. Did he give us a name? Because <clears throat> he said he didn't deserve one, so we just call him John Doe. Mm. Fair enough. Uh, he locks the cell door and opens it. Have fun. Uh, and I proceed through the cell door. Uh, hold on, sorry, I just scrolled way too fucking far down. Okay. Um, walking in, you see a man shackled to the wall, and a single chair sits in the corner of the room, and he seems, like, lifeless. Hmm. 
I pull out the hunk of cheese from my backpack and I start to unravel it. Um, as you're doing that, uh, he, uh, you just suddenly hear, uh, or you suddenly hear him say, uh, you're from Alcron. And as it kind of like startles you as he like looked like he was dead. And he lifts his head to look out at you. That's why you're here, right? I look at it, it's like, yes, that is why I'm here. And I pull out a small, my small knife and I cut a piece of cheese off and nibble on it. <sighs> Can't say I'm surprised. Everyone's after him. Can't blame him either. He deserves to die. Like me. Hmm. <sighs> There may be some redemption yet for you, but as probably the, I have no idea how many people have come down here to ask you questions, but I need at least some information to figure out where Valkyrin does his business. Okay. Do you like stories? Come and tell you one. I got all the time in the world, so go ahead. As do you want a piece of cheese before you start? He kind of looks over at you and kind of like eyeballs and he's like, that would be appreciated. I nod and I cut off a hunk and hand it over to him. Uh, he, he like kind of looks at you as you're like trying to hand it to him and, he, and his like his hands are like above his head, like shackled to the wall. Uh, and he's like, do uh, thanks. Kind of like reaches out to like kind of grab it with his teeth. Yeah, I just help feed it to him then. Uh, as you like uh, give it to him, he kind of like very meekly takes a nibble out of it and he's like thank you. You don't want the whole thing? No, I, uh, I can't stomach it. I'll puke. Mm. And alright then. And I just... I guess I finish off that piece then. He kind of looks up and takes a deep breath and he looks back at you. See, there once lived a father who had a family. A wife and two children. A daughter and son. However, they were a poor family. They couldn't afford the basic necessities. One day, the father was approached by a man well-dressed in a two-piece suit, very good-looking, and the man promised him enough money to support his family and more, only if it comes work for him. And so, what did the father do? He agreed, and he told his family he would be back in a couple months, until he made enough money to buy them a large home to afford a feast. The father really did see this as his ticket out of his situation so and so he left and he went to a small outpost very small only a couple people there and he was given a cloak with a red wolf on it and was named a member of this gang so the father spent the next few weeks robbing people and extorting time for money you know basic stuff just some basic criminal activity until you could get out of it. But one day, the man came to his group and said they had business to take care of. 
Eitana refused to pay them. So, the father thought, okay, we go and beat up a couple people and be on our way. Simple enough. So him, the man, and many other thugs arrived to deal with them. And the father, thinking that this was just going to be a very basic, just, you know, bad things are going to happen to you if you don't do this well. Bad things really did happen. And thus began the massacre. The father was horrified. He had never wanted to do something like this. And so he watched in horror as the other thugs murdered the innocent people without remorse. And when the father saw the man and he made eye contact with him, he saw the true evil in his eyes, the violence and ruthlessness that this man was capable of. And so the father ran and ran and ran. And he took off into the night, running to his home to gather his family. Only the father arrived to find his family massacred. His wife, daughter, son were nailed to the wall, their entrails tangled together. And so the father ran, and running turned into jogging, and jogging turned into walking, and walking turned into mindless wandering, until the mindless wandering took him to a city. The father went, turned himself in, and spent the last three years of his life shackled in a cell, unable to get the image out of his head of his family. He put at risk of the image of everyone that he helped murder. So, that's how they get you. They lure in the weak and needy, then desensitize them so that they become good, obedient soldiers. So you want to find Valkyrie? Fine. I can give you an outpost that will give you information that will help. I look him in the eye and you're not the only one who had to watch his family be killed. And let's just say I regret it just as much as you. But here I am. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, I know you aren't here to hear the tale of the sad man shocks to himself who can barely manage cheese, but it's about a two-day travel south. Um, you shouldn't miss it. It's a pretty small camp, but it acts as a go-between for information between all encampments, letters, documents, etc. It's all connected connected to that camp, so you want to find information on where to go. That's the place. Alright. Well, thank you for your time. And I rummage through my backpack real quick. And I pull out a holy symbol. And I place it... So I place it in the cell where he can look upon it easily without it straining him. And I look at, to look at him and says, hopefully this will give you some comfort. He says... He kind of like looks at you and he's just shakes his head and he says, That's not giving me comfort anymore. Well, 
let it help you reflect. And I turn away and head towards the cell door, which I assume it's closed right now, right? Yeah. I proceed to knock on the door. And the, uh, the, uh, thug kind of, like, uh, opens up another slit and he's like, you done? And not the thug, the, uh, the guy, uh, sorry. Yeah. I, I got what I needed from him. Alright, hold on. And he unlocks the cell door and opens it up for you and he says, so, what do you need to talk to John Doe about? He just had some information that helps with the bounty is all. Oh, Nothing much. Huh. Oh. Alright. Can't say. And before I start to leave the jail, the dungeon, I look at the guard just like, make sure he at least gets treated a little bit better. I'm not sure if he's making himself go through that, but he deserves a little bit better. It's like, yeah, yeah. And he, it's hard to not take pity on him, but he did help commit quite a few atrocities, so. I just look at the guard and just let him stare into the darkness of my eyes before breaking contact and just say, yeah, there's some things that are worse than others. Anyways, uh, yeah. So you're going to start making your way for the two-day travel. Yeah, I'm going to start making my my travel. <sighs> All right. So, hold on. I got to go ahead and do some rolling. Oh, shit. Nope. Wrong channel. Um, so as you were traveling through the, um, forest, uh, you come across, uh, what looks to be, like, just a very small, like, wolf pup, just, like, on its own, just, like, running about, and it kind of, like, runs up to you and begins, like, licking your face. It Does it look healthy, or does it look like it's been starving? It looks healthy. Hmm. I hmm. let me look real quick here. Hmm. I'm gonna do use a passive perception of fifteen to see if I notice if its pack is nearby. Uh, what are you rolling? I'm not rolling. I'm using my passive perception, uh, which is a 15. Uh, yeah, so uh, you look around and you can kind of tell that uh, there's not really any kind of pack around and you're not really sure what's going on. Hmm. Uh, I pick the, the pup up and I continue to travel with it. Uh, so the wolf pup, it kind of like is looking about and it's very confused while you're picking it up. And it just, he's kind of like, 
settles in real quickly and he just like rests his head on your shoulder and just kind of like begins looking about. I just give, I just pat it on its back and continue walking. Okay, so um, nightfall does uh, come. Uh, so it's been about a day's travel because you, I did roll to for because I do have a random encounter table that I roll. Hmm. All right. But uh, <sighs> sorry. So nightfall does come. Uh, do you want to go ahead and set up camp? Yeah, I'll set up camp. I'm just going to... Uh, let's say... I'm going to go a couple... Like, 30 feet off the road and just lay my sleeping bag out. <sighs> um, As you, like, are laying down and, like, you know... Uh, did you by chance make a fire or no? No, I don't. I don't need yeah. a fire. Um, as they're like laying down, the uh, pup kind of like nudges you and uh, tries to like slip into your sleeping bag with you. I let it come in, and it uh, it quickly falls asleep. All right, and I proceed to sleep for. Yeah, okay, so, uh, just a moment. Come in. No, you gotta go? Okay, bye. Sorry, I just gonna knock on my fucking door. Um. So, uh, daytime does come. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry if this is lackluster. I, uh, I didn't know what to write for this. No, it's fine. Uh, yeah, so daytime does come this morning. Uh, you're woken up by the sound of, like, birds chirping and whatnot. And, you know, just going about. Uh. Alright, so I get out of my sleeping bag and check to see if the pup is still there. Uh, the pup is not. Alright, I, sh- I shrug and put away the sleeping bag and make my way down the road. Alright. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and roll for another random counter. Uh, okay, I'm gonna roll again because this is the same shit. Okay. Um, walking down the road, uh, you see these two bandits like pop out in front of you and uh, one of them yells give me everything you have on you alright I look at him and Hmm. I'm gonna use deception and say that I'm coming back from doing a job for Valkyr. Uh, it's Valkyrin. But, um... Valkyrin. They look at you and, uh, go ahead and roll me deception. 
Oh, two. You kind of you you quickly notice that uh they aren't wearing uh a red wolf cloak like what was described in the man's story, and uh they they're like, who the hell is Valkyrie? I sigh. It's like, well, you're gonna know soon enough. And I draw my short sword. All initiative. All right. I have to pull up Ben South real quick. All right. So I rolled a six, and with my initiative modifier, that brings it up to a ten. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm pulling up the stats. It's alright. Do they have a plus yet? <sighs> okay. Alright. So it's you are gonna go second and then uh or, or sorry. Yeah, so you yeah, so you're gonna go second. Okay, sorry, I'm just thinking. Thinking out loud. Okay. So it is currently one of the bandits' turn as they uh, they gotta try to slice at you with their scimitar. They have a plus three to hit. Oh, sorry. Well, they still don't hit. Whether they didn't mean to do one, but um. They rolled a four. I'm, just, I'm going to just go ahead and say they're not going to pass. Yeah, I'll just let you know that since because of my feet, I got a proficient. My proficiency is added on top of my AC. So whenever I have a finesse weapon, I basically have 19 AC. So. So it's my yeah, turn. Yeah, so then. like the bandit goes like swing at you, and instead hits the tree next to you, and it like gets it wedged in the tree. All right, I'm going to st- stab at him with my short sword. Go ahead. And- uh, <laughs> and I got a twenty. All right, so you stab the bandit right in the gut. And the bandit just kind of like keels over and dies because of that one rule that I have. It's a 20 uh, on any normal enemy that uh, dies. Alright. And the other bandit like looks at you and he's like, You killed him! We didn't want to kill you! We were just trying to rob you! And now you know who you're dealing with. And... I assume, since I used my action, I can still move, and I still have my bonus action, right? Alright, how far away is the other uh, bandit? He's only about, like, five feet away from you. Like, they jumped out, like, right in front of you, trying to rob you. Alright, well, with my bonus action as a monk, I'm gonna non-lethally punch him in the face. And I got a 14 plus 6 to hit, so unnatural 20. It would only be a nat 20 if, it, if you rolled 20 to begin with. 
All right. So just, I got a 20 after adding modifiers. Yeah, yeah so, so that won't kill him. Uh, it's only It only happens when it's like mad or crit. Yeah. So anyways, let's see. 1d4 plus 4, so 7 damage. Uh, so you kind of like, you go to, you like punch him in the throat as he like stumbles back and goes, ah! And it, like, coughs up uh, a little bit of blood. He's like, you fucker! As he goes to, uh, pull out his, like, crossbow and fire it at you. So, I'm just gonna go ahead and roll. I did not want to fucking open that. If I'm correct, they also have a plus three to hit with the crossbow. Yep. Eight, so yeah, that doesn't hit. Uh, so he goes to fire it at you, and it just kind of like he he hits like something. He hits a tree that's like a total of like ten feet away from you. Mm. As he kind of like just looks at you, and he's like, "Oh shit!" So I'm just going to go up to. I'm going to approach him again, and then I'm just going to this time kick him in the kneecap. Okay, a little uh, bludgeoning. Yeah. 16 plus 6. So, 22. Uh, roll damage. And we had rolled a 4 plus 4, so 8. Uh, you kick him in the kneecap as you completely just like bend it like backwards and just like it's just you hear it snap as he literally <laughs> just passes out in shock. All right. Uh, so you I'm gonna go get, ahead then and just yeah, also loot you them. Get, uh, 50 XP from that. All right. On top of the amount of XP that you already had for level three. All right. Uh, you loot them. Uh, you can find about 30 gold on both of them combined. And if you want, all right. Cases, so I get to hard crossbow. Hmm. Is a scimitar a finesse weapon? I do not believe so. Hmm. I'll just take both of theirs. Uh, right. Yeah, I'll just take both of their scimitars and store in my backpack. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, do you just continue on? Yeah, I continue on. Um... You know, continue on as you, uh, nightfall comes and you do eventually actually come across a, uh, what looks to be a small camp and it has about, uh, four leather tents and you see some, like, thugs dressed in a black cloak with a red wolf on it and they're all just sitting around the fire together. Hmm. How far away are they from me? Uh, so they're just all, like, 30 feet away from you. Hmm. All right. Am I? I guess I wouldn't be close enough to hear them. Uh, no, but you can move closer if you want. All right, I'm gonna move. Uh, is there cover cl- in between them? Uh, you can probably get behind one of the tents. 
I'll do that then. I'll make my way quietly to behind one of the tents. Fourteen plus four for an eighteen. Okay, so um, uh, you you uh, sneak up behind one of the tents, and you uh, I'm assuming you start listening. I don't know what they're talking about. Yes. Uh, so one of them begins, and you're not really sure which one, but you know it's one of them. And he's like, you know, I would really like to take the money that we have to deliver to the treasury, but like the letter said, if we uh, if we don't take it back, well, we all know what Valkyrie's gonna do. And they all just kind of look at each other and like nod. It's like, eh, but we've made a decent, you know, about 400 gold from it, so, I mean, I say we're doing alright. And they all just kind of nod, and they and then they begin uh, chatting amongst themselves, and because I don't really care to say much of what that is, Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to pick up a rock and I'm going to chuck it like over them in the opposite direction of where I'm at. Um, okay, so you chuck it above them and I'm just going to see if it really catches their eye. Okay, so... Uh, you chuck it above them as it, like, it hits a, uh, one of the trees. It kind of, like, makes a, you know, it makes, like, the sound of wood getting banged on, and they all, like, kind of catch it, and they're like, what's that? They all, like, kind of get up and, like, go over to inspect whatever the hell just happened over there. Alright. So, the tent I'm currently at... Am I able to, like, lift the bottom part of it up just enough to look underneath or slip in? Uh, yeah, sure. Alright, so I'm gonna en- try and enter the tent then from the back. Okay. Uh, can you roll me sneak again to see if they see you? Goddamn. If it lands correctly, six, six plus four for a ten. Uh... I'm gonna go ahead and just walk real quick. Okay, it's like right in the middle. Oops, didn't say R. Um, they don't really seem to notice it that much, although one of them, uh, was like, did you guys hear that? And as you, like, lift up the tent, and, uh, one of them was like, oh, don't, don't mind it, it's probably just one of the fucking mice or something. As he quickly draws attention back to going to investigate whatever happened, or what that sound was. Alright. So while they're distracted, I want to take a look around the tent to see if there's the chest in there that they were talking about. <sighs> um... You do uh, see what looks to be like a small box, and uh, like, and when I say small, I more mean like uh, it's not like chest size, but it's not like super small either. It's like kind of. It's, it's like, like a little, a little strong, strong box. box. All right, 
I'm going to pick it up and then I'm going to proceed to go back out the way I came into okay. the back of the tent. Uh, you do that, I'm assuming you run off into the woods. You know it. But quietly. So kind of like a like a quickly walking but making sure not to step on any branches or okay. anything. Uh, yeah, you do that. Oh, fuck. <sighs> Alright, so with that, let me see actually real quick if I have any tools. I don't think I have any thieves tools. No, I do not. But I do have a crowbar. So I assume, am I far enough away from the camp that I can't make out their fire at all? All right. So I'm going to proceed then to use the crowbar to force open uh, the strong right. box. <sighs> Lord help me with my negative one modifier. Nine, so eight. Uh, you kind of you like you try your hardest to pry it open, but no matter like how hard you push down on it, it is not coming up. Hmm. Alright. Then. I'm going to. Let's see. I'm going to, like, cut a notch into one of the trees nearby. And then I'm going to proceed to dig right in front of that tree and then place the box stronghold box in the hole I made and then cover it back up alright so you do that while you do that I then proceed back the way I came towards the outpost alright so uh, you walk back up and they don't seem to really notice anything. They all kind of like went back to their fire and began chatting amongst themselves again. So how many are yep. there again? Four? Hmm. Am I able to see if they're decently equipped or can I only see that they yeah, have robes on? They have a cloak covering them. Alright. Oh, actually, I wonder. I'm going to rummage through my backpack and pull out my flask of oil. Okay. And I'm going to... Let's see. First, I'm going to get back and I'm going to try and get get behind one of the tents again. So that way I'm closer to them. Okay. And then I'm going to, like, I'm going to sneak as close as I possibly can to them without being seen. Fifteen plus four for a nineteen. So yeah, you pretty effortlessly sneak out. And how far away would you say they're from the, well, I assume they're like probably just like, Two, three feet away from the yeah, bonfire, they're, they're right? Yeah, pretty damn close to it. 
I then proceed to take the flask and just throw it straight into the uh, fire. Can you go ahead and roll me. Uh, I'm gonna say an attack roll plus your dex. Alright, so plus four modifier for dex. Didn't land. Uh, five plus four uh, for yeah, nine. No, you chuck it as like it just like it fucking hits one of them in the back. And one of them right. like, ow, what the fuck? And then while he's still distracted, I'm just going to promptly move up and just like kick him into uh, the fire. All right. Go ahead and roll me an attack roll. And that's for begin initiative. That will be a surprise round as well. All right. So I rolled a 14 plus four for 18. So that should be unarmed yeah, damage. Plus fire damage with the fire being. So I'll probably do like 2d12 fire damage. Yeah. Yeah, so I rolled a four plus four, so that's eight. And then I think the oil flask itself says that they take like three damage on top of whatever so fire damage they damage take. Plus three. Yeah, so 11 okay, so plus whatever type of fire damage you're thinking of rolling. Alright. And then I guess, do I roll initiative, or am I considered to be first, first in the line? Alright. So does that mean yeah, I act again. again then, or is yeah, it the bandit's turn? Alright, so with my yeah, with I pull out my short sword and I begin to stab one of the closest bandits to me. Alright, go ahead and roll. 18 plus 4, so 22. Yeah, so you definitely hit. 1d6. Two plus four for six damage. Two plus four for six damage? Uh, yeah. You definitely hit him. And, and then with my bonus action, I'm going to make an unarmed guy. strike. Alright. Yep. Uh, two, four, six, so it misses. Alright, so you did six damage to him before him. There. Yep. Mm. I'm a bit tired. Okay, so, uh, the bandit, uh, you kind of, like, you stab him, like, in the thigh, and he kind of, like, uh, yells in pain as he, like, falls over, and one of the other bandits, uh, they run up to you and attempt to hit you with their short sword, and I now have to pull up short sword stats. Is it it's, a uh, 1d6. I'm assuming 13 doesn't hit. 
Uh, nope. Can I also, like, swipe at you and instead falls into one of his tents? The other bandit hmm. then also goes to swing at you with his short sword. And he misses horribly as he, like, kind of goes to charge at you and you just kind of, like, steps aside as he, like, falls into the fire. <laughs> I assume that was a critical miss. Yeah. Well, no, it was actually three. <laughs> uh. And he takes 15 damage from the fire and you, like, see him, like, quickly catch fire Ooh. and... And, uh, he, be and, like, you see his, like, skin become, begin, like, melting and, like, burning as, it, like, parts of his skin kind of, like, begins peeling off and, like, his body just kind of becomes charred as he screams in pain and then dies. <laughs> now it is your turn. Oof. Alright, so, what, there's yeah. two of them left? Alright. The one that I was already attacking that's injured, I'm going to attack him with my short sword again. Alright. Go ahead. Oh, fuck. Crit uh, mess. Yeah, so you go to swing at him instead. Uh, he kind of like throws up his short sword and deflects it, and uh, it bounces back and into your shoulder. Alright, so I assume I'm going to have to roll my own damage. Would I add my own damage modifiers to it? Alright, so I take 8 points of damage. I have a total of 24 health, so now I'm down to 16. Oh, my fucking neck. Alright. So, uh, the bandit who just effortlessly deflected it goes to, like, slice, uh, like, down on your, uh, shoulder, the same shoulder that you, uh, just, that you, like, deflected your sword into. Alright. And he misses horribly as he, he, like, swings, like, past your arm. He, like, swings to the side of it. He's like, oh, well, shit. And the other bandit, like, gets up from the tent, and he goes to, like, tackle you. Alright, so I assume that's, like, a grapple or something? 11, I'm assuming, misses. Well, I think grapples are countered by the, the opposing guys. Like, either acrobatics or athletic skill, I forget. Mm. Uh, that's the way I don't know. That's the way I do it in my other <sighs> games, but that's up to you. We're just gonna you. say you misses. All right, yeah, it's back to you. All right, so I'm gonna kind of pull my sword out of my own shoulder and gonna proceed again. Well, this time I'm gonna no, I'm gonna proceed to still attack the guy that I've already injured. I cut him with a short right. sword. Roll. 
God damn it. Why do you want these land on the floor? Five plus four for a yeah. nine. So that's a miss. And then my bonus action, I'm just going to try and kick him in the face. Right. Ugh. You, like, you go to kick him, but he like catches your uh, foot. Like it's like a roundhouse kick, and he like catches it like mid kick, and then he just kind of like throws it like to the side as he goes to uh, stab you with his uh, short sword. I'm assuming twelve misses. Yeah, so he has yes, to it misses. To like just kind of jump back enough that it doesn't really reach you. Uh, the All other bandit right. then goes to uh, pull out his short sword and like stab you in the back. All right. Eighteen. Misses just barely. My AC is nineteen since I have my short sword um, in hand. Jesus. <laughs> as long as I have a finesse weapon, I'm unkillable. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, back to you. So, uh, anyways, he goes to, like, stab you, but then you, like, uh, you just, like, take your short sword and you, like, block it from hitting you in the back. Alright. So, I'm going to first attack with my... I'm going to use a regular unarmed strike as an action and just punched the guy in the face that just tried to stab me in the back. Oh lord, these fucking rolls. Two misses. And then I'm going to use my bonus action, and this time I'm going to do a flurry of blows. So it's basically two unarmed strikes this time. And... uh, We'll just see if these hit. So the first one's a 13 plus 4 for 17. Alright, and the second one is an 18. So, plus 4, 22. So I assume that hits. Alright. So let's see. 1, 2, 4... First one hit is two plus four for six. And the second one is four plus four for eight for a total of fourteen. Yeah, damage. so uh you you knock him in the face a couple of times as you like and you see you like your second hit hits him so hard that it literally turns his head all the way around, like snaps his neck. And he just falls <laughs> to the ground. All right, and just before my whole turn ends, I'm just gonna kind of like, since this is like only takes a few seconds, it's not really an action. I'm just looking at the last guy standing. It's just like, this is your turn, time to surrender. He looks at you, and he's like, just got pure fear in his eyes. But then he, uh, go ahead and roll intimidation. Uh, he no modifiers. Eyes, he quickly like just shakes it off, and he's like, "Come on, 
I'll take you down myself. As he goes to, uh, like, try to chop your head off with his sword. Alright. 13? Yeah, so, nope. uh, he goes to do that, but you, like, duck beneath his sword. Alright. And now I'm going to... Once again, these are just going to be all unarmed strikes. They're all going to be non-lethal. So, just going to all right. basically punch him in the gut. Nine plus four for 13. <gasps> you hit. All right. One plus four for five damage. Uh, Non-lethal damage. You uh, you punch him in the gut as he like kind of like keels over and get on is on his knees and kind of like looks up at you as he like coughs up his own blood. <laughs> I just look at him and say, "Okay, I will spare you, but first... You're gonna give me the key to your strong to your strong box, and then you're gonna tell me where. Fuck, what's the guy's name again? Va- Valkrin. And you're gonna tell me where Valkrin's at. He looks at. up at you. He's like, I I don't know where he is. Well, then how are you supposed he to take to the us. money to the treasury? And and he brings it to uh, sorry, us. Sorry, keep going. We don't go to him. He doesn't send anyone for us. He brings it to us, like. Nobody except his closest men know where he is. And then what do you do with the no, money? This, this no, is just this your money payment? Is meant, we're supposed to take it to our treasury. Hmm. Well, give me the key. And he kind of like, he reaches into his back pocket and he's like, here, please don't hurt me. I just take the key from him. It's like, have fun dealing with the rest of your guys as I wave off at the two burning corpses in the bonfire and head back. Ooh, okay. So I'm making my way back towards the tree that okay. I marked with the notch on it. And then I'm going to dig out the strong box and then open attempt uh, the to open it with the key and uh, what's inside of it uh, inside the small box or in, inside the strong box you find a bag of about like 300 gold and a uh, letter hmm. or like this like note containing directions on uh, where to go for the treasury um, it is specifically a day's travel north from the town of Galgenfrom. Uh, Alright. So, I'm going to take the gold and the note out. Okay. Yeah. And then, I'm just gonna make my way then towards this town, Galgenfrox. That's noted on the letter. Okay. 
And, uh, yeah, that'll actually be the end of our session for today. I'm really sorry if this was lackluster and boring. I didn't know what to write for this. Oh, no, it's fine. It was good. It was good enough. I mean, is this your first campaign? I'm assuming that you're running. I, uh, this was really hard Uh, to put together, uh, especially since I had to go do a lot of recap and rewriting of the campaign or of the main part of the campaign. Uh, I've ran a lot beforehand. I, but both times I wasn't prepared to start because, uh, well, the first time we had to switch times, uh, suddenly, and then this time I fucking yeah. slept high hell. <laughs> That's yeah, fair so enough. Shit happens. I try really hard to get a character and uh, run them. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do put in a good good amount of effort for uh, role playing the NPCs. So. It, so far, you're doing Thanks. a pretty good job, I say. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening to today's podcast, Boring or Not. Um, this was the one-off with Renchu, and we hope to see you again in tomorrow's episode.